Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey guys welcome back to the aj podcast today i want to talk to you a little bit about the best diet for ha (laughs) so a little bit of a clickbait title there but there are some fundamental principles that are worth following that are worth considering i want to talk to you about the different ways that people can and do approach HA recovery in terms of a diet slash what to eat perspective. And if you're wondering what 
the best way to eat Rache is the short answer is this. It's in abundance, right? That's the very best way. HA is the absence of women's menstrual cycle due to undereating, overexercising, and stress, usually for three or more months. So when women discover that this is happening to them, they dive into how to get their period back and are often surprised and maybe even nervous to discover that they need to eat more and they need to gain weight in order to get their period back. The research tells us that when we're in a calorie deficit and exercise, we exercise a lot, um, and that keeps us in that deficit, and then we add stress or societal pressure on top, the research tells us that we need to eat in a surplus in order to undo that deficit, in order to come up out of that deficit into the surplus to get our period back. But what does eating more actually look like? What is the best way of eating to return our cycle? At the end of the day, I truly believe that an individualized approach to eating is what is best. That's what worked for me. But worked, you know, what worked for me to get my period back isn't an exact recipe of what you need. Allowing people to tell you that there's one stock standard way to recover is not true. But one fundamental of HA recovery is the same for everyone and it's that you need more calories and there's no arguing with that so now that the whole you definitely need to be eating in a surplus thing is out of the way and that there's no world where continuing down restriction is going to help you get your period back let's dive into a few of the different approaches to eating in that surplus for recovery that you can take and this is going to allow you to make the decision for yourself because nutrition is personal so Let's look at all in for the moment because I have a frequently asked question of do I have to go all in to get my period back? Now, real quick, all in is a term coined by Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, and it's essentially a method, right? Eat over 2,500 calories a day in any and all foods and do absolutely zero exercise, including walking. At least last time I looked, look, I know that um, she's updated her book at some point, but when I read it many moons ago, that was what was being pushed and the conversations that I've seen in and around their community, that is what I've been seeing pushed. Maybe that's changed, but that's my understanding. So this is extremely effective for the vast majority of women to return their missing cycles. Women everywhere, thank this method for returning your cycle. And the method promotes eating foods that you may have restricted in the past in abundance, right? Fries, burgers, lollies, candy, you name it. And that is super great, super important, very healing for many people, especially emotionally in your relationship with food. But this can be a challenging way to recover for some people because eating that way is something that many of us have fear around and shame and guilt, right? A direct opposition to eating this way is what got them HA in the first place. And maybe you can relate to that. So asking people to go all in straight off the bat is very challenging for many people. It's not going to work. Now, if you can jump on board with this method and it's the way to go for you, more power to you. If eating an excess of treats isn't something that you subscribe to, that's okay. There are other ways to eat to recover. It's all good. As someone who helps women optimize their cycles and get pregnant and feel great, I also don't 
subscribe to that method, but I definitely take the fundamentals of eating in abundance and resting as a guiding principle. This is an element of this that we're all going to have to do. One thing I want to note, though, is that recovery is a time to test your hangups around food and work towards developing a new, more sustainable relationship with food. So if you're a clean eater who has a lot of distress when it comes to eating processed foods, for example, that mental strain might be holding you back from recovery. So we need to get you eating some of these fear foods as well. And that's really where a lot of the benefit from the all-in method actually comes from, for sure. So the way that I like to approach it, like I just said, is, is taking those fundamentals, but creating um, a bit more of an individualized approach, right? So a whole foods approach is the other option that some people consider. This is definitely more of my style. I personally believe that a whole food approach to HA recovery is the best way. I define whole food as a minimally processed, grown, and harvested foods. I don't consider eating an abundance of fast food or candy as eating a whole food diet. Although it is totally reasonable and encouraged to eat those things from time to time, even daily. If you want to eat those things daily, boom, do it. Love it. I'm pumped about it, truthfully. But I do believe that the most effective way to not just get your period back, but have it be optimal and healthy and have your anxiety feel low and have your self-esteem feeling good is to take a whole food approach as per the definition that I just said. And the vast majority of your meals should have nutrition in them. That is all I'm saying here. That's the, the main thing I'm saying, right? We can combine the evidence found in the all-in method of recovery, right? Which is essentially um, a survey slash meta-analysis of studies that have shown us that eating 2,500 calories and including processed foods is going to get you your period back. We can take all of that combined evidence and use a whole food approach to ensure that you're eating enough micronutrients, right? Vitamins and minerals and getting the macronutrients, the carbs, proteins, and fats that you need to function. Research shows us that protein is important for healthy menstrual cycles. When I work with clients, I often find that they struggle to optimize their cycles immediately after getting their first period. And the most common culprits are going to be delayed ovulation, missed ovulation, short luteal phases, and that's the second half of your cycle. And so if you're hoping to get pregnant after recovery, well, you need all of those things to be in check before that can happen. Just getting your period is not enough. Delayed ovulation, frankly, remains an issue with stress and undereating. While short luteal phases are often related to stress, elevated cortisol levels, which is stress, and undereating protein, focusing on processed foods is a surefire way to undereat protein. So consider eating more quality protein like grass fed beef, pasteurized chicken, and pork, and game meat over eating more like shakes and fries. If you're a vegetarian, do your best to get whole food sources of protein like tofu or a high quality blended vegan protein powder. Um, you can check out our vegetarian episode on the HA podcast and I have a um, YouTube video podcast episode coming out. don't think it's out right now, but coming out about um, protein and I talk about animals and 
the best way to get vegan protein sources. But getting it from a blended uh, vegan protein powder is best. So you have a more um, diverse range of the essential amino acids and non-essential amino acids that are required for sufficient protein intake. Okay. Let's talk about restriction, restrictive elimination diets. How effective is removing and adding food groups for HA? So every now and then with a client, we will play with food groups. And this is something I did with myself as well. We usually visit food groups when we've been working on recovery for over three to six months with little to no signs of recovery. Or if we have a recovered period, but the cycle, it's not optimal yet. Um, and we track this using the fertility awareness method. We can see that their period's not optimal yet. What's going on? So for example, although dairy and carbs are great, sometimes we can weed out an inflammatory response by temporarily removing them from the diet. Another example is that often my clients are under eating protein, so we up it to one gram per pound of body weight and we do our best to hit that daily. Without tracking, we use methods like a plate method or I just, I look at their current way of eating and provide tips to help them eat more protein. And a good example would just be um, adding more of a certain food group in, in general, like animal products. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99. 
as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. So if I've been working with you for like three to six months and we've had zero signs of progress, which is uncommon, but that's a big sign that it could be time to try playing with food groups. Or if you're making progress, but other things are getting worse, like you're feeling intense cramps, acne flare-ups, etc. So remember that when we go into playing with food groups and removing things and adding things in, that all this is temporary. And you should be tracking your progress and making changes as you go if you're working on recovery by yourself instead of with a coach. And tracking progress can look a million different ways. I have an episode all about how to track progress. So you can go find that. Um, but you should be doing that just to make sure that you are you know, not hammering yourself on this method that's not working. And just... Like letting your biases about this should work. I've seen this work for other people. I want this to work. Not letting that stop you from trying the next thing. So if you need help with this process, you could actually try using my period recovery game planner. This planner, it works you through or walks you through rather how to figure out your nutrition plan. So that's your exercise mindset and stress management, as well as your food and the different nutrients that you're intaking helps you figure out all of that stuff for recovery and then it helps you revisit the nutrition plan a few weeks and or months later to ensure that you're moving forward and not just getting stuck in a plan that isn't working so that's a tool that you can try i'll put it in the show notes or you can just go to the hasociety.com forward slash store and you'll find the period recovery game planner so Okay, next one. Let's talk about how effective focusing on supplementation versus just focusing on diet is. So in my experience in both practice and with myself, with clients, focusing on just supplementation and not the whole diet is not effective. You cannot out-supplement your amenorrhea. Supplements are great, but without consistent caloric surplus, and without enough actual nutrition from actual food, supplements are not going to get you anywhere. Supplements are often taken in the hope that they will be able to replace whatever nutritional imbalance you may be experiencing. But this is not true. Simply not true. They are called supplements because they are just that. They supplement. Supplementation along with real nutrition. So now I talk about the, the supplement regime I underwent with my nutritional therapy practitioner in like a article and a youtube video that i have from last year or two years ago because coaches need coaches too you can check out what supplements may be in your future if you end up working with a professional but i do stress in that article that supplementation should be individualized and you for just should be individualized for you and it should be paired with good nutrition and now i will also say that there is such thing as whole food supplementation and this everyone can um could consider pretty much nine times out of ten for a client i will recommend desiccated beef liver capsules if they are not eating organ meats already which is nine times out of ten organ meats are 
file. They are the king. And I just I just straight beef liver, desiccated beef liver capsules. I recommend that. And I like the brand Grassland Nutrition. And if you, you can buy straight from their website, they deliver to most com- most countries. And I even got a discount code from them because I recommend them to everyone. Like, and I reached out to them and I was like, look, this is what I do. I believe in beef liver <laughs> beyond reasonable expectations. I recommend your product to everyone. Give me a discount code. So HA Society, just HA Society will give you 10% off your first order. Um, that's Grassland Nutrition. Google it. So how effective is focusing on just exercise? Oh my gosh, sorry guys. I had um other supplementation recommendations. So beef liver one. I also always recommend to people that they um, take fish oil and if I have clients who are dealing with inflammation or healing from injuries and stuff I'll tell them to up their fish oil like be liberal if I have a client who is struggling with sleep and we want to get them on top of sleep I um, I mean this isn't a whole food supplementation but I do you know recommend let's do melatonin or let's do magnesium to help with sleep and, and stress and then I also recommend whole foods with iodine in it. And so this is interesting. Either the beef liver I take from Grassland Nutrition, they have a blend that also has um, kelp in it. And kelp is a natural source of iodine. So I actually take that every day. Um, So you could try that. Or I'll recommend that people literally eat like seaweed snacks. So you can get those from Costco, all kinds of shops. Um, Eat sushi with the seaweed wrap that is a great natural source of iodine. So I'm, I tend to recommend people add that in. Um, is there anything else I can think of off the bat? Uh, and then electrolytes for sure. If you're not eating, you know, foods that are super high in sodium, like um, beets or potassium, like bananas and, you know, etc. not taking magnesium, I'll usually tell people to take um, an electrolyte or some kind of adrenal cocktail. So I highly recommend that. You can Google it, Elementesical brand. You can look up adrenal cocktails. They're just really helpful. You want your electrolytes to help ensure that you're actually absorbing the nutrients that you're taking in from your diet. If you have been eating tons and tons of food and good, good sources of food, and then, um, you know, still feel like nothing's happening, it could be an issue with your ability to absorb the minerals. So electrolytes is just the first place I look with that. Okay. How effective is focusing on just exercise reduction versus just diet? Now in practice with clients, I have seen this be successful, but it really depends on what that individual's diet looks like to begin with. Now, if you're reducing exercise or stopping altogether, but only eating 1200 calories, this is unlikely to trigger the brain and hormonal signals you're looking for to kickstart ovulation. If you're already currently eating plenty of calories, a number which is individual to you, but the research tells us 2500 calories ish is good for recovery for someone with no exercise at a you know certain weight and height, yada yada yada, and so if you're already eating plenty of calories and you choose to stop exercise and see if it restores your period, you will have more success with this approach. This is what I see. 
And you may be thinking, well, okay, well, what about 1,700, 1,800, 2,000, 2,200 calories? And this is where we have to be realistic. It depends on your starting weight, your height, your history with eating and your genetics. Maybe that's plenty of calories for you, but maybe it is not. If you've had hypothalamic amenorrhea for a while, a calorie surplus is even more crucial for recovery. I do not condemn people for trying to recover their period while trying only one area of approach at a time. I just stress that you must be willing to change your approach if you realize that it's not working. So if you choose to stop exercising but continue in a calorie deficit to see what happens, make sure you're willing to check in after a certain amount of time about whether or not it's working and add more calories in if you are not seeing progress. Okay, how to choose the right approach for you. So we've gone through a lot. I've kind of given you my opinion, um, the different things that you might try. We've come to the conclusion here that eating in abundance remains the answer. But choosing your personal approach to recovery comes down to what you are willing to do and where you are willing to start. So what, what if you start today? Isn't got like, let me start that again. <laughs> if you start today, what is not going to be considered overreaching and cause you to quit shortly after? That's the number one thing. What are you going to be able to do and sustain? Where are you willing to start and what areas are you willing to track progress on and keep making changes in the right direction over time? So, of course, keep in mind that there, the less you're willing to do, the slower recovery is for you. And a large part of your recovery relies on courage and bravery. Just mix that with realism. How can you strike a balance between determination and slow and steady progress? Do not get me wrong, many women are ready to go full on, all in method and do all of the things or eat all of the things and do none of the exercise from the get-go. And you may be that person too, so great. Um, and if you're not and you're stuck with where to start with recovery and with nutrition, I do have a few recommendations for you. Of course, I mentioned earlier the Period Recovery Game Planner. It's going to help you figure out your recovery plan, track progress assess and make adjustments to your plan so that you keep moving forward so definitely check that out it's a very affordable tool to kick off your recovery with and you can try that before enlisting a coach or anything like that and it just helps you with that that do-it-yourself approach then we have the ha society y'all if you are not in the ha society yet i don't know what is going on this is a community for women going through recovery together we have weekly community coaching calls an entire resource library and personal coaching advice in the DMs from myself. This is a perfect place to start with a group of women who get it, who understand. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash join and get on the wait list for that. Um, everyone gets an invite eventually. We just invite people um, in small cohorts at one time just to make sure everyone gets all of the care they need. So head there jump on the wait list. We'll invite you within a few weeks, I'm sure. Check it out. And then the last option is to work with one of us as a recovery coach. So I have a team of coaches. Um, you know, we're all fully aligned. We're all totally badass. 
will help you build a plan to recover, but also be a guide and shoulder to lean on through the challenges. This is something that we specialize in. So I highly recommend that you visit our one-on-one coaching page at thehasociety.com forward slash coaching and fill out the submission form. Book a um, discovery call with me if they're open at the time of you listening to this. Yeah, that's it, guys. If you um, loved this, head to Instagram, the HA Society, and sorry, the HA Podcast, and let me know, or at Danny Sheriff, and let me know. I love hearing your feedback, what else you want to listen to, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. 
This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.